Welcome, folks, to The Woke Files. I'm your host, Kelsey. And this is Taejung. And today's episode is about anti-vaxxers and the conspiracy theories surrounding vaccines. All right, to start off this vaccine, anti-vaccine podcast, how did vaccines come about? So the first really known documentation of vaccination was with a scientist named Edward Jenner. And he was really famous for discovering the connection between cowpox, which is a disease that milkmaids would commonly contract from the close proximity with cows, and the fact that they would later on in life not exhibit any kind of symptoms of smallpox. They seemed to be immune to smallpox. And at the time, smallpox was probably one of the most deadly diseases that was just really just wiping out huge populations everywhere it went. Uh, and then he, so he's decided, well, if I can try to infect people with cowpox, which he did and successfully it was showed that they were developing immunity to smallpox because it they, turns out that they were related. He didn't really quite understand the, the whole correlation, but uh, he, he kind of got there. And then he actually did an experiment uh, with, uh, for whatever reason, an eight-year-old boy, I think he was eight, he was anyway, a young child, Okay. who uh, his mother allowed, you know, volunteered him to do this, and he actually took pus from a smallpox boil, Okay. and uh, made Gross. a small incision in the boy's arm, and put the, you know, the pus in there, and it basically, I mean, the kid got a little sick, but it wasn't nearly as um, rampant as a normal exposure of smallpox is, because when it's exposed to the air for long enough, it dies. So basically what he ended up doing was implanting dead smallpox virus into the little boy's arm. And he then, uh, you know, he got better. And then they tried exposing him to normal smallpox and he didn't get sick. And that's why you see, like, uh, up until about a generation ago, our generation was really kind of the, the first one to not be vaccinated for smallpox. Oh. Um, and you'll see people from, like, our parents' generation, they have a little scar on their arm from the smallpox vaccination. And so that was sort of the first real on-purpose form of vaccination. <laughs> okay, no, that's super interesting. Now, a lot of people, or a lot of the conspiracies, I know some anti-vaxxers, they say, I have a few lists actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the first there's excuse a lot with this one. I see is, and this works perfectly with the history of the vaccines. They say uh, diseases has already begun to disappear before vaccines were introduced because of better hygiene and sanitation, but that's not the case, correct? Yeah, I. So uh, some some diseases definitely are less common because of indoor plumbing and are a better understanding of how disease works. Like you don't really see cholera anymore, at least not in first world countries, uh, or like um, mumps, me- measles. Yeah, although that one's because of vaccinations. The the basic mm-hmm. the general like beginner vaccination that you get when you're you know a few months old is the MMR, which is one that's famously supposedly linked to autism, which is not the case. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like another statement I hear is the majority of people who get diseases have been vaccinated already. That's another what? excuse, uh-huh. <laughs> which doesn't, I don't understand that one. The rationale doesn't make any sense. Saying. Could, could you, could you run that maybe one more yeah, time? Yeah. The majority of people who get diseases 
get the disease have been vaccinated already. So they're saying that, for example, oh, people who've been vaccinated, they still are getting the smallpox. They're still getting the chickenpox. They're still getting the measles or whatever it may be. But that's not the case. There's no evidence behind that, correct? And then tell me a little bit, because you you mentioned this before we started recording, um, the scientific evidence behind the reoccurrence or the scientific evidence behind, not the reoccurrence, but behind... Resurgence? The research saying that people are getting oh. autism from this. You mentioned that the yeah. he got his license. His medical license was revoked yeah. because uh, it's complete and utter BS. <laughs> so what can you tell me a little bit more about it? So um, I can't remember his name, but he was a very famous, I think he was uh, European. And um, he wrote a paper that was unfortunately published and it he did a very small study i think it was only about 15 or 20 participants which okay. in the scientific really, community like is nothing. like nothing um and he tried to create this false link between the specifically the mmr vaccination and autism to make people afraid to buy the mass produced MMR vaccine and then therefore he he created his own version of the MMR and because then he was trying so, so he's he trying basically to discredit was, yeah, he was the MMR to make so people, people afraid of his. using the one that was massively used so, so that they would then buy profit. his because he could then advertise his vaccine as like the as oh one. it won't cause autism it's safe so it was literally just to make money, and so that's why it he, was revoked. Yeah, he literally had, it, you know. So unfortunately, people have just taken that idea and run with it. Interesting, because yeah, no, I hear a lot. Like another statement, a mere misconceptions I hear is there are hot lots of vaccines that have been associated with more adverse effects and deaths than others. Parents should find the number of these lots and not allow their children to receive vaccines from them. So basically, I guess the statement saying certain vaccines that can actually cause death can kill your child. I did see some like Instagram videos, but that's yeah, not but really so valid. Can, you know, measles, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I've, vaccines can hurt someone. Sometimes if they are immunocompromised. Which means? Well, means means basically that their immune response doesn't function the way it should. Sometimes people are naturally born either, like, it, it happens where they just don't make white blood cells. It's very rare, but mm-hmm. it can happen. Like and usually, percentage is super Yeah, and small. the only way to really find out about that is kind of the hard way. But also, even if they were not vaccinated and they ended up passing, or if they were vaccinated and they passed and they weren't, they most likely would have passed or had really severe issues health-wise because of the immune system, would have failed on them yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, and also with immune-compromised people, they actually rely on everybody else getting vaccinated because they can't oh, yeah. be Tell, vaccinated. What was that called? There's a certain term for that where it's like if everyone around you is vaccinated and you're not, you're still kind of in the safe ground. Yeah. Oh. So it's called... Uh, community immunity, which basically uh, means that if everyone is vaccinated, the the chances of someone coming in and exposing them to that disease or virus goes way down. The fact of the, the, the fact that even if someone isn't vaccinated were to come in and say expose them to that, they'd be okay. Okay. And then I also had another question because I hear that this was a really interesting topic that we spoke about before where the vaccines 
my concern was what about the formaldehyde and the preservatives and the mercury that are in the mm -hmm. vaccines? That's not just the vaccine itself to help you, but it does have other chemicals. But everything's chemical. If yeah, like really literally, we're made of chemicals. Yeah, everything, everything around us is <laughs> a chemical is compound chemicals. of somehow. So a chemical is used lo loosely mm -hmm. in this term, but is that enough? Because well, I know some no, people have allergies to it. You get exposed. Well, I mean, I'm personally allergic to formaldehyde. Um, and you get exposed to more formaldehyde in a new shirt that you buy at the store than mm -hmm. you do in what's in a vaccine. So think about, like, because formaldehyde is a fantastic preserv preservative. Mm -hmm. And they use that to basically just preserve the dead virus or, you know, and, and um, shows that, you know, it's... They're so small. It doesn't really, it's, they don't need a lot of formaldehyde to really, you know, preserve. Right. It, you know? I see. Because, like, your epidermis, the skin amount. is going to yeah. absor so absorb I'm, it I'm anyway. I'm crazy allergic to formaldehyde. I try on a new shirt at the store, and if I don't go home and shower, I'll have a rash like a few hours later. And I don't react to vaccines. I see. So it's, <laughs> if it's small enough for my immune system to be like, all right, you're cool. Don't worry about it. And then this does seem like a little bit of a similar response, but another misconception that I heard was vaccines may come, vaccines may cause harmful side effects, illness, even death. We mentioned death, mm -hmm. but not to mention long-term effects. We don't even know about. So a lot of people are saying we don't know about the long-term effects, but vaccines have been along yeah, for a we, very long we, yeah, time. Yeah, they've been around, you know, and really actively used over the last, you know, like couple hundred years. Yeah, it looks like nineteen or seventeen ninety six was the yeah. first. <laughs> experiment that Edward Jenner used. A couple so, hundred years. So, yeah. So we do know the long-term effects because yeah. we are you the long-term effects. The long-term effects being we've successfully eradicated smallpox. Which is very interesting because I hear that another misconception is vac vaccine-preventable diseases have been virtually eliminated from the country, so there's no need to vaccinate my child because we don't have to worry about it anymore. For diseases that we've, uh, you know, eradicated like mm -hmm. smallpox but very few we've actually fully wiped out like that like we still haven't gotten rid of polio entirely there's still usually about 200 cases of polio globally mm -hmm. and uh polio's actually been seeing a little bit more of a spike in the the first world because of anti-vaxxers <laughs> oh, wonderful yeah it's a real uh, fun one because you know you you get paralyzed until you stop breathing mm. Delightful. No, <laughs> I hear another misconception, which is interesting because I'm genuinely curious how the immune system takes it. But giving like a child multiple vaccinations from different diseases all at the same time, does that increase the risk of harmful side effects or of overload for the immune system? Is that too no. much? <laughs> just simply <laughs> just no. Just simply no. That's not how the immune system works. It's not like uh, the way that an immune system learns you know losing that using that term loosely because they're not individually intelligent mm -hmm. uh learns isn't like a little kid learning you don't go a b c d you don't go you know, it, like an immune system you can be like a b c d d e f g I like see. it's it's more like um especially in the early years when normally your immune system would be at its least educated it would be its most vulnerable that's why back you know a couple hundred years ago you people would have like seven or eight kids, and maybe like three of them would actually live to be adults because mm -hmm. most of them would die as infants or both under the age of ten. And so having those vaccinations early, and like a lot of the times you'll hear the word booster shot, and mm -hmm. that's meaning just kind of a little um, 
it's sort of like a flashcard you're using to study. You're kind of like, oh, I kind of remember it, but I don't. And it's like someone feeds you and you're like, oh, that's right. So it's basically a little refresher course. And then once you're like uh, with the MMR, you do the first one and then you do a booster when the child is more like two or three. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just another little like just a slightly different version of the virus and so it gives the immune system just another kind of look at it to to figure out it basically learns how to fight the virus and then it kind of catalogs it so so how does vaccines work like how does it how does the body take it and how does it respond to it and how does it make it so we're immune to these diseases so typically in a vaccine where the formaldehyde comes in is because they are dead preserved virus cells Mm -hmm. and they are, you know, usually injected with a hypodermic needle beneath the skin, and it exposes your immune system, your white blood cells or leukocytes, mm-hmm. um, to the virus in a not in, in a, a innate state. So it can't fight the white blood cells. It basically is sort of like <laughs> fighting someone that can't fight back. <laughs> okay. But, or, or like, I, I, here's a good example, like fighting a dummy in like a martial arts class. You get to practice all your moves and you can figure out how to take an opponent down without mm-hmm. the opponent being able to fight back. Okay. So that way when a person, if or ever, actually does attack you, you know what to do. You have the skills and exactly. you're equipped enough to handle it. Be like, oh, person with a knife, I practice knife fighting. And then it's like, and you can like take care of it. That's basically what the white blood cells do is they attack, they mob the dead virus because they're like, ah, foreign body, get it. And then they're like, oh, if I do this and this, I can dissolve it. Or, like, okay. oh, this and this, I can I can kill it, you know. And Without it, being completely wiped out. Yeah. And so, so it's like, it's, fighting, and it's like fighting the dummy with a fake blade. So it's like the people you're training with is the fake blade, and they're learning <laughs> yeah. how to fight. And so when a real blade comes along, they're like, I got this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's it's like a practice. It, they, they get to learn how to, you know, destroy the virus. And then when the real deal comes along, they're like... I got this, bam, and you don't get sick. So my question also is, why do we see all these vaccines like every summer, spring, winter? Oh, get your like seasonal oh, yes, vaccine. The flu shot. What is up with that? Like, is that necessary? Is that just marketing? Let's be. If more people got their flu shot, it would be much more effective. Because the reason why they have to do a flu shot every season is because it's a slightly different version of the virus each it's trying year. to maneuver around. Well, viruses are constantly changing. They're always evolving and trying to, you know, <laughs> they they don't really have they don't have a nervous system or they're not really technically alive. They're very strange. They reproduce by injecting their DNA into other cells and then they turn yeah, it's bizarre. They're weird little things um fascinating yeah uh but yeah it's basically it's a different kind it's like sort of like with um with cancer it's always you know it's different with everybody and and cancer is always changing or or why hiv which is you know very famous virus why it's so hard to to beat is because it you know the virus is always changing it's always kind of one step ahead of the game is it similar to the problem no it's not similar to the problem of the antibiotic issues that we're having right now? With that bac- one's completely different. Yeah, with it's bacteria, like we're actually in f- um, sort of accelerating natural selection. So when you use an antibiotic, uh, natural selection is when uh, a pressure, usually a predator, or in this case antibiotics, is trying to, is picking off the, the easier 
uh, prey. So you'll see like a, a lion will go for kind of the older or the young or, or mm-hmm. sick antelope, and this one, uh, you know, antibiotics go for you know the easy to kill bacteria. Mm-hmm. But there's a few scragglers that aren't always killed by the antibiotics, and that either because of just a natural immunity to it, or because say they have a tougher cell membrane, mm-hmm. and, so and then they reproduce. It's basically like, you know, an arms race, always trying to outdo each other. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you think people are just so skeptical of these vaccines? I think because they don't really understand what's in them. And because we've lived in a world that's been so well vaccinated that it's sort of starting to, you know, you don't have people that are like, oh, yeah, my friend got polio when I was five and it was horrific. You know, yeah. like you don't hear that anymore. <laughs> so I think it's like through the generations, just going through the motions. Now we're coming through generations that are questioning the motives that we live in and yeah. the actions. So they're like, well, why are we doing this? And not really fully grasping chemistry, science, and then just genuine health care. Yeah. On, uh, like a friend of mine was explaining that, you know, she is worried because she didn't really understand how vaccines worked. And when she asked a healthcare professional, unfortunately, that person was very rude. And so, and for whatever reason, it sort of made, not necessarily, oh, I'm afraid because of, like, autism, or, oh, they're trying to, like, you know, brain control or something. It's like they're not doing the informative consent, where they're just, this is what we're doing, this is how it works, this is why you needed to get it done, and this is why it's part of the procedure in your appointment today, or something like that. Yeah, so sort of, like... She wanted to understand, but didn't really get any answers, and so that just made her more hesitant. Wor- yeah, and more he- yeah, afraid to ask more questions because once again, that stigma of seeming stupid. Right. That's like it works because it works. No, <laughs> she didn't no, explain how an immune it. system works. Or another one that's really common is like even if it did cause autism, so <laughs> I mean, is it really that bad? I mean, you'd rather have kids dying of measles and and mumps than someone that's really good at math and a little awkward. (laughs) It's just like, it just seems like even if there was some connection, which there isn't, it wouldn't even be that bad, you know, or. Right. I see what you're saying. So what are we seeing now that people are avoiding this and aren't doing the research or the research that they're pulling isn't backed, isn't correct empirical evidence. <laughs> it's just based off of theoretical proposals or that invalid research that was not even appropriate. Yeah, you're seeing a resur- resurgence in, you know, diseases that had been pretty minimal for, you know, at least a couple generations. Like, uh, you're seeing more measles uh, and people think, oh, measles isn't that bad. I, people can have long-term, like, um, it can cause them to become mentally impaired. Very common side effect. Blind. People can go deaf. It's not, like, a good... It's not a pleasant <laughs> it's not a, It's not the chicken pox, basically. It can be really awful and leave really long-lasting effects on the human body. And you're also seeing mumps again that can also be fatal, especially if left untreated. Mm-hmm. And that is just, for one, it's just you're putting your kid through through hell. 
For what? Because you were like a little nervous about a trusted science. I mean, right. It's like I think it's also just like whooping cough too has really you've seen a big spike in whooping cough, which is starts as a little cough and can basically cut, turn into like so, infant pneumonia. Yeah, it's interesting because it sounds like what I'm finding is a lot of people are not necessarily hesitant of science, but they're more hesitant of the big for profit. Yeah, well, big pharma definitely is not something you should just blindly trust. There have been some thing, some big thing, like <coughs> the opioid crisis <coughs> that big pharma has been behind. But uh, for the most part, vaccines at least. <laughs> right. So are there is okay. some validity <laughs> for the hesitation of trusting big pharmaceuticals. Yeah, and unfortunately, because of the like some recent things that big pharma has finally been exposed for, has caused people to inf- make that that leap to oh if i there you can't be trusted about how addictive oxycontin was vaccines how can we yeah exactly but it's not a logical leap because you and we yeah we don't have you know we didn't have to get vaccinated for smallpox because we've eradicated we have like i think there's a couple labs that have like like a strain or two that's why you see in like shows like the x-files that where a theme is the whole, like, using smallpox as a weapon because nobody's vaccinated for it anymore because we've eradicated it because of vaccines. I see. <laughs> well, you also see you've been seeing polio come back more and more, and that's uh, that was a, you know, like, that's what caused FDR to be in a wheelchair was he had polio as a child. There's even still, like, a couple people alive that had it, and the, um, they're in an, an iron lung, which actually because of the pressure changes causes the diaphragm to expand and contract mm-hmm. making you breathe so it's it's a na- that one's a nasty one or um tuberculosis tb Lovely. has been coming back and that one's really awful that one you you grow these big awful ugly cysts in your lungs or i've also heard of tetanus too tetanus is an awful disease it literally causes muscle contractions and breaks your bones and and then, yeah, you can't so breathe. And yeah, and oh, it's, yeah. Actually, I think we had a cousin or something like that, like forever ago, die of tetanus. So get your tetanus shot every ten years. Yes, it's not. Whoa, what a way to go! You know, you you've ever had one, and you're like your leg hurts. No, like I do imagine have a that, question. but like even worse. Like then to close, I do have a question. So say if I was never vaccinated, and then suddenly I'm starting to get measles, and then you vaccinated me while I'm having the measles outbreak, I wouldn't do anything. It's so not going to do anything. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> well, how so? How come that doesn't work? Well, because at that point, your your immune system is so under attack. It, oh, then you're trying to give yeah. it a dead one so it learns how. So it can't learn that, yeah, how to once take care of something. Once someone already... has full-blown measles, you just kind of have to ride it out and hope for the best. If someone's <sighs> like been vaccinated the once and say their parents didn't know about getting the booster, mm-hmm. they would still contract measles, but it just wouldn't be as intense. Interesting. That's yeah. Funny. Okay. So if you didn't get vaccinated and you're getting it, you're going to ride it out. And then I could see how more people are like, see, it doesn't even work because they don't really understand. Right. Yeah, they don't. I could make that connection easily, but it, it once we rationalize it, yeah. it well, doesn't and then make a, sense. a real common one is like you said earlier with the flu vaccine. So many people are like, well, if vaccines work, why do I need a flu shot every year? Because it's a different version of the virus. Uh-huh. Or like I got vaccinated or I got my flu shot and I got sick after. 
What is that? Because your yeah, body's well, trying to fight it. Well, because sometimes some versions of vaccines actually do give you a very small dose of live virus, depending on, especially with flu, it's very common to do a live virus in the vaccine. But it's just such a small amount, and sometimes they don't, you know, like. Unfortunately, formaldehyde instead of preserving it destroys you know the virus. So you have to kind of just you know like I got vaccinated for swine flu when when that was really kind of going everywhere and they were like oh it's a live virus one and I was like okay but it was fine like I was just kind of yeah like you haven't gotten anything exactly (laughs) (laughs) okay interesting all right so in summary vaccines have been around for. A good couple hundred years. Yeah, a couple hundred years. And we've seen huge decreases in major diseases that mm-hmm. wipe out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this conspiracy and skepticism seems to be coming from, what's his name? The man who wrote the f- fake article so people can market his Yeah, as Andrew better. Wakefield. Andrew Wakefield. And also the conspiracy, or not conspiracies, but the controversies that come from big pharmaceuticals that they've kind of slipped up yeah. on certain things for profit. But that's not to say that the vaccines are invalid because they do work. They are helping people. Yeah. They are helping more developing worlds also. Yeah. I mean, there's even, sustained. you know, Iceland recently made it illegal for unvaccinated people to enter the country. So mm-hmm. so it's not about trying to depopularize the human species. It's not trying to mind control you. It's just it's generally make you autistic, trying to make us healthy, uh, make us uh, not die a horrible point death. People think, well, autism ha- hasn't been around for that long, and since vaccines are also relatively new, people made the the connection, but it has no correlation. A- autism has always been around. Yeah, it just maybe ha- we, just didn't we didn't have a name it. for it. Yeah, yeah, they're just like the weirdos you hear about in, in history class, or you know, great writers or famous scientists and mathematicians. It's like they were probably autistic, right? <laughs> So, oh, that's great. All right. So it sounds like I'm going to boot this conspiracy because after speaking with you, kind of learning a little bit more about it, it just doesn't seem valid. Yeah, that's definitely a a firm boot. I'm going to be really interested to see if I ever toot any of these. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But I think that's definitely so it's a boot. And uh, I think that's pretty good. If we have anything you feel we've missed anything as usual you know leave us a comment let us know and we'll try to address it in our next episode case closed join us next week where we'll be discussing chemtrails yes (laughs) 